The following is a hoop ball presentation. This is Hoop Ball Heat back from break. Oh, yeah, it feels so good to be back. My name is Luke Weber. I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Ben Tobia. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's good to talk to you again. It's good to talk Heat basketball again. We've been gone for too long. Uh, I'm stupidly locked in. I don't know about you. Yes. I'm, I'm ready Here to shoot four for 19. Oh, yeah. We at Hoopball are stupidly locked in, ready to shoot four for 19, ready to get swept out of the playoffs. And you know what? I'm ready for a new season. So, Ben, some stuff has happened since our last episode about a couple weeks ago. Why don't you touch a bit on that in uh, our favorite segment or one of our top five segments of our four segments. Um, Let's talk heat news. New sensation sweeping the nation, the news. Um, Yo. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we recorded last, I think it was the first night of free agency and just kind of wrapped that up. Uh, It was a crazy time. Uh, You and I were on for several hours on my Instagram. We went live uh, for those of you who want to check it out, we will do that occasionally. And it's like mini hoop ball heat episodes. So if for some ungodly reason you want more of us in your lives, go check that out. Um, some ungodly reason. Why wouldn't they want more of us? Aren't we amazing? Stupidly locked in anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but the heat made another move. They signed uh, Marky Morris the lesser of the two Morris brothers, but he, it seems that he's going to be filling in as one of those two um, power forward roles, him and PJ Tucker. I don't know who's going to start or who's going to come off the bench, but um, yeah, I, how do you feel about that move first, Luke? Okay. Come on. Lesser of the two Morris brothers. Don't let Marquise hear you said that. I mean, come on. 2k rating isn't everything. We've got a big body guy who can get in the paint, who can mess with some of the opposing bigs. I mean, that's going to be a fantastic signing. And by the way, you mentioned our uh, Instagram lives. You know, on the show, we try and get through some topics, make sure that y'all got your news. On Instagram live, we kind of throw all that off the windows, out the window. It's uh, pretty raw out there and uh, a lot more free content. Yeah, Ben actually uh, speaks his mind and talks about how much he hates me. Um, Anyways, yeah. So, something else happened, Ben? Yes, um, we went through the entirety of Summer League without doing an episode. Um, Summer League was fun, man. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that a lot, but um, the Heat went, what, two and three, two and two? Uh, Man, does the record even matter? It matters to me. It's summer league. 
But uh, yeah, they they won both their games in the California Classic. They beat the Lakers and they beat the Warriors. And then they um, won their first two games of the Vegas Summer League and then lost out the rest of the way. Um, Some of the guys who were there looked really promising. Uh, We didn't get any play from Gabe Vincent, which was kind of surprising to me, but I guess I get it. He just came off of the Olympics. Um, You know, he, he, he could use that rest. Uh, but we had guys like uh, Omer Yurtseven come in and gave us our first real look at him. And um, Luke, I don't know about you, but I think it's uh, Omer Yurt season. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's time for some Yurt VP talk. It does feel like a Yurt season. I mean, you've got a guy who's a seven-footer who can rebound who can shoot, who can be a good offensive big man. It feels like we're seeing the second coming of Kelly Olynyk, And I like the feel of it. That, that just floored me. No, this feels in a, in a way, the, the only comparison I can make here is it's like Hassan Whiteside, like the opposite of Hassan Whiteside in a way <laughs> where it's, it's like, but like, like it's Hassan Whiteside, but like the opposite side of the court, you know? Whereas Hassan was this this big who came in out of nowhere and was blocking all kinds of shots, just anchoring a defense in a way that we hadn't seen in a long time. Omer's come in and like he looks like a complete offensive product. He can do everything. He can shoot. He can play in the post. He's got an in-between game. He can rebound. He can pass a little bit. Um, Not a lot, but a little bit. Uh, he can hit his free throws and defensively is where his questions come in. But even throughout the summer league, we saw him make strides on that end. Um, I want to really quickly shout out Malik Allen and the coaching staff for doing what I thought was a really, really nice job coaching up that young team. Um, they ran an offense pretty different to what the heat ran last year. Not as much dribble handoff, a lot more pick and roll. Um, the defense was just locked down. Like, uh, like all those games were in the mud in the eighties and the seventies. And it was, it was fun to watch. Those guys really got after it. Um, you had guys like, you know, uh, Marcus Garrett come in, who's became a bit of a fan favorite. I know he became one of my favorites. Luke, what do you think about Marcus Garrett? Look, you get a guy like Marcus Garrett and, and, Obviously, we saw a lot of Josh Richardson comparisons. Yes. One thing that's funny about these guys, whether it's Josh Richardson, Jimmy Butler, you know, even Hassan Whiteside, you've got a defensive player. You've got a guy with a complete defensive game. And then maybe his offense is never going to be perfect. Maybe he's not going to be the kind of score that Josh Richardson can be. But even Hassan Whiteside became a contributor on the offensive end. Offense is not just something that can be granted right away. And I know everyone talks about how defense is not as much of a factor. But when you have a guy who you can throw into the game to lock up or even just try and contain the other team's best perimeter player, it's a huge impact. So if if Marcus Garrett were to be the guy on the two-way contract who's coming into different games and having an impact, man, that, that's a great move. Yeah, so um, 
the reason really quickly, just to, to touch on it so that we cover all our bases here. Uh, the reason Marcus Garrett probably hasn't signed not only with the heater, but with anyone uh, he's currently in the midst of finding a new agent. He he's currently unrepresented by anyone. That's why you haven't heard anything about him, but we've gotten reports from, you know, local guys like Barry Jackson saying the heat are interested. So once that, once he finds an agent, most likely he'll be getting one of those two way contracts. Um, the other guy I wanted the Heat to get on a two-way, and unfortunately they were not able to, he was the first guy they signed uh, after the draft. Um, obviously didn't have a pick, but went after someone drafted guys. Dijon Giroux, Diki Giroux, also had a really solid summer league game. He kind of, um, he was the very much the captain of that offense, their, their most used pick-and-roll ball handler. And he, I really enjoyed watching him just like, get ahead of steam and decide I'm putting my head down and going to the rim every time. And you're either going to foul me or I'm going to hit like a, a really nice crafty layup. Luke, what did you think? Uh, you are, you're muted boss. I, I can't hear you. Oh, my bad. Look, Diki was great for the, he, I'm kind of sad that the Pacers snagged him, but if, if, Instead of getting Deaky, the Heat are able to bring in Marcus Garrett and uh, um, probably DJ Stewart. That's still a success in terms of summer league. Yeah, there are a couple other guys who I thought stood out. Um, Drew Smith, I want to give a shout out to. He looked good. Um, Micah Potter surprised me in a few ways, just in that he was a solid backup center. Not, I see the face you're making. He wasn't great, but he was solid. <laughs> Um, I mean, he was solid, but it, it's like, um, look, it, it's like they say in, in summer league, if a guy looks kind of okay out there, that's not an NBA player. That's a summer league player. Sure. Sure. But like, you know, some of these guys, I thought like a lot of these guys showed flashes that they can become contributors to teams. Maybe not like contending teams but two nba teams some of the like there were a few guys on this roster that looked nba level but like here's the example i would give and that's the main summer league storyline when we're talking about the miami heat is our uh, good friend uh, max Struess. well hold on uh, there, we're we're, for, we're forgetting about someone we, we don't need oh, to talk about him but kz well look here here's the thing max Struess looked too good for summer league. Yes. This is a guy who didn't, who, he was a man among boys. This is an NBA player. And then you've got a guy who was like a baby among boys. Yeah. If, can I make a comparison to how Max looked? Yeah, go for it. Go uh, to, to the listeners. Go watch Sadiq Bey and how he played in this year's summer league. <laughs> That guy is an NBA player. That guy doesn't need to be in summer league. That's how Max looked. He doesn't need to be in summer league. And we'll talk about Max a little bit in a little bit. But um, the 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 bad news amongst all this good news is I I think after all the free KZ stuff, after all the waiting to see what incredible stuff this guy could do, after all the hope. I'm not sure if we can call it, but this guy does not look like an NBA player. He doesn't. Um, to be fair, 
Uh, to be fair, to be fair, that's that's a fun reference. <laughs> if you if you know the reference, good for you. Um, you know, you know. If you know, you know. But um, that last game against Dallas, there were a few things offensively. Defensively, he, you know, one on one, he's still good. Off ball, still struggles. Offensively, struggles a lot. But like, there are like occasional flashes of something. Be it like he'll drive hard and it'll look visually pleasing, or like once in a while the shot will go in. But like, it, he hasn't put it together yet. Like, you know, the fact that his career began with what was it, an Achilles? Is that what he was coming off of when the Heat drafted him? Yeah, I think so. Like, and he, he wasn't able to do it. He wasn't able to play in the G League or anything his first year. Then COVID, then a short off season, then have, being thrust into the rotation because of injuries and more COVID. And then, you know, this is his first summer league. Like, this is his first summer league. He's not gotten the opportunity to play against guys of this caliber before. This is really his first chance to actually develop his game. And the fact that it's coming this late, like it's his third season. The fact that it's taken this long for him to just get a chance to be at the beginning of his development. It's kind of like, it's not fair to him. And the expectations that were put onto him are not fair to him either. You know? Of course not. But at the same time, we're talking about a guy who's been around this team for three years. He's been a part of this organization for three years. He's been surrounded by the best the Miami Heat franchise has to offer. And we see a guy like uh, uh, like Marcus Garrett. Tell me right now, if you could... Because right now, we're already seeing that Casey Akpala's contract has been a bit of an issue with the Heat trying to add other free agents. But right now, if you could swap out Casey Akpala's contract and Marcus Garrett's contract, would you? I mean, yeah, I'd take Marcus Garrett. But, like, here's the thing with Casey. And I think this is, like, this is a point I think Heat Twitter has talked about a lot, and it's a good one. Broke out overhyped massively and oh, like yeah. by the heat organization, like, you know, they trade three second round picks for him, including like, you know, bull bull. Um, and they're like, this guy was on our draft board. If Tyler wasn't there, we would have taken him. He was 13th on our draft board. And then you have like Andre Iguodala going on the, on, it was on JJ Reddick's podcast during the bubble. He goes on there and he's like, yeah, we've got this guy, Casey Acapella. That's what he called him. He says, this guy, Casey Acapella, he's pretending to be Giannis in practice so we can, like, get prepared for that matchup. And it's like, oh, he's Giannis in practice. He's like, baby Giannis. And, and they trade all these picks for him, and they had him super high on their board. This is the guy, KZ season. KZ season. And then, you know, he's not ready. Look, it's the heat zone for, and as much as as Heat Twitter is responsible for hyping him up. At some point, we're, we're talking about a guy who the organization said that was worthy of a lottery pick. Yeah. And, and you're 
and you've got guys like Andre Wadala who are hyping him up. You've got the organization saying that he's going to be the next great thing. I mean... No, I understand. I understand. As, as great as the Heat might be at player development, I think you can call this a failure, and uh, the, the blame does not go to the fans. It goes to the Heat. Sure, for sure. And I think... Um... Oh, my God. Do you know what I just realized? What? We talked about Markeith Morris. We've talked about the Summer League guys. There's a certain someone we forgot to mention that the Heat signed. Oh. We are Give bad fans. Me. We are bad fans. Give it to me. Um, Udonis Haslam back you for, for, for year 19. Um, because this of course he is. Backup small forward right Why here. wouldn't he be? <laughs> To, to, can I go on one of my Ben rants that I do like yeah, once a pod? Before, uh, of course, but before you do, can you honestly tell me that you would ra- that if you had a choice here, you can either, and, and I'm talking, I'm not even talking like the off co- the court stuff. I'm talking on the court. Mm-hmm. You have an open spot at the four. Mm-hmm. Do you want Kaziak Paula or do you want Udonis Haslam? I mean, I want Paul Millsap, but we, we, we don't need to talk about that. That We'll save that for later. But um, no, okay. People of Twitter, I have returned to you to, to once again yell at you for being stupid. Who? What else were they going to do? Do you think they weren't going to sign him again? Why would they not sign him again? Do you remember how you felt for three minutes last year against Philadelphia? You remember that feeling? Do you want that again? I want that. Luke, do you want that again? Best moment. Best moment I've had since. uh, Look, greatest moments in my life. uh, Obviously, the Ray Allen shot. Obviously, the band block on Jason Tatum. um, The Udonis Haslam Dwight Howard ejection is Mm -hmm. definitely up there as number three. Yeah, I mean, speaking of three, uh, go check out our uh, top three best and worst moments. Our first episode we released where, yes. we, where we covered this 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 wonderful three minute stretch. Um, but no, like, listen, what he does for this team, you saw it in that game four against Milwaukee where they got swept. Flipped a chair, man. He broke a chair. You don't want that guy on your team. I want that guy on my team forever. Like he is, he is Miami. He is the Miami Heat. As much as anyone he's else, Mr. Three Hundred Five. He's the guy. Go look at Pat Riley's. Sta- I beg you guys, go look, go read Pat Riley's statement after he was signed officially, and like, just look at how it. Like Pat doesn't talk that way about anyone. No. Anyone. Except for Tyler when he's trying to trade him. Yes, but like Pat, like you never hear Pat Riley excited and happy about a player that's been signed. You hear him say, this player's really good. He can really help our team. I'm very excited to see what he brings. But you never see all caps, Mr. Miami is back. Like... No, you you got Pat up and dancing for the first time since Dwayne Wade retired. Yeah, on that boat. But no, like, (laughs) they were never going to just let him retire. 
he was always going to be back for year 19. If, if, if you're saying, if you thought otherwise, you're just being disingenuous at that point. I'm sorry. Like that's, that's not right. Like you're just, I don't know. I'm just, you know, look, I, I, I want to get to uh, wings part two, which is uh, what we want to talk about in this episode. But at, at the same time, look, if, if you are a quote unquote diehard heat fan, and you're going out there and you're talking about how the Heat should not have given that money to Udonis Haslam, should not give that roster spot to Udonis. I mean, at some point, you have to have your anchor somewhere. You have to have your roots. What is your Bible? Who is your, who, who are you listening to? Are you listening to Udonis? Are you listening to Pat? Are you listening to Jimmy? Because if these guys aren't the the speakers of truth to you, then I don't know who is. I I completely agree. I mean, I'm glad he's here. I guess it, 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 to 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 summarize, I'm glad he's here. I don't want him to go anywhere. Uh, so getting back to what we were talking about, Max Struess. Max Struess, man. Look, right now, this. This heat hat, this heat team has kind of a glaring issue on it in that they've got point guard Kyle Lowry, they've got shooting guards, they got uh Robinson, uh, Hero, you have Victor Oladipo, hopefully coming back in November, and then you've got uh, the bigs completely sorted out, you've got um, overload, if anything, but. The issue right now is at the small forward spot because we both know that Jimmy Butler is not playing 82 games. Absolutely. And we both know that even in those games, he's not playing 48 minutes. Uh, so, I know we've, we've seen him do it before. Well, we, we've seen him play like 100 minutes in a game. And that man would play like uh, 1,000 minutes in a game if he could. But... um. At some point, he's got to sit, and I don't think either of us like the idea of Duncan Robinson playing the three or of P.J. Tucker playing the three. Um, def- what, uh, defensively, I'd rather not run uh, the same thing uh, that he ran uh, last year with the Hero, Dragic, Robinson lineups. And offensively, I'm not sure uh, putting P.J. Tucker at the three is a great idea either. So that means that you've got the, the you've got to have a backup small okay. forward. I can I can I push back on that for a second? Sure, push back on me before I rebut your point. So before you rebut me, um, I think Duncan, <laughs> before I rebut your rebuttal, yeah, before you rebut, rebut my rebuttal, um, I think Duncan can play the three. Like if he like I he's working on bulking up a bit. I know this. We he's talked about it on his show. Like he has the size to play the three, and I like the idea of being able to play Tyler next to Lowry than more than I do being able to play him next to Goron. I don't like Tyler next to Duncan. Um, that's that's my, that's my issue. The other thing is I know that Duncan gets a rap for. Uh, being bad on uh, defense, and he's a lot better than people give him credit for. At the same time, 
We're talking about a small forward. Let's sure. look at the matchups. Okay. Do you want Duncan Robinson matching up with Jalen Brown? No. Do you want Duncan Robinson matching up with Kawhi Leonard? Do you no, want but, Duncan Robinson okay, okay, hold playing on. any minutes guarding LeBron James? Because I don't. Hold no, but you're you acting you're acting like in those matchups, like it wouldn't be Jimmy. But Jimmy has to sit. Sure, but like, like that's. Let's be fair here. Spoh's smart enough that he'd he'd stagger him with with whoever the guy is. He he'd stagger them, or like not stagger. What's the word I'm looking for? He'd he'd make sure that he matches up like Jimmy's minutes with like a LeBron, or match him up with you know, like a, a Kawhi. Well, not this year, but you know. Um, I just think that even if you find and let, I watched, to, listen, I watched Duncan lock up Jason Tatum. That that's true, but we've also seen that look, he might be bulking up, and he's currently fast enough. I mean, we watched him guard James Harden a couple of months ago, and he was pretty good there. But even if he's not matching up with per se uh, LeBron James. Do you want him matching up with a Rui Hachimura, a backup small forward, a um, uh, TJ Warner, Karis Levert down the stretch? Fair. I mean, I'm okay with him I, matching I up just, against Karis because those two know each other, but that'd be, <laughs> that'd be fun. But Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. What, what I'm more worried about is what happens when he has to match up with Andre Iguodala. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he... Which, yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that either. Andre's back in Golden State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, Good I for think him. During, during Wings Part 1, we talked about Andre and uh, Trevor and some of the other guys that went away. And pretty much, I, I think we both decided that we're, we're okay with the losses. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll take it. Absolutely. And, you know, with Andre, good for him, man. Like, I'm, I'm glad to see him back where he belongs. Yeah, now he'll actually have the space to brick corner threes. True. But um <laughs> back up three. I think I know where you're going with this. Look, the, the, the obvious choice right now, because uh, you you know last season we were talking every day, and I was saying that the one guy that I want to get Mo Harkless out of there, put KZ in for the big minutes. I think right now, uh, after seeing the Olympics, after seeing the Summer League, after everything we know, that's not the answer. And the best answer on this roster right now is Max Struess. Yeah. A guy who can actually be a productive small forward on both the offensive and defensive side. Yeah. Because despite all the terrible uh, comparisons to Duncan Robinson, this is a guy who's got athleticism. Not even, like, athleticism, per se, but he's just, like... And, like, he talked about this recently, how he came in hurt, I think, his first year. But, like, the dude has bulked up. He is noticeably bigger, and he likes to drive. He wants to drive. He wants to get to the basket. He loves contact. Like, he is a strong player, and he's not afraid of the moment at all. He hit a sudden-death three for the win against um, Memphis. Like... He's he's for it. Like he likes it. He's one of like, you know, we've all heard that soundbite. The first game of the California Classic, he huddled oh, up yeah. the team and he's like, "What do you guys see over there?" 
And someone, someone, I think it might have been Drew Smith or someone responded with food. But he said, I see a lot of guys who got drafted. None of us got drafted. Let's go show we belong. And like, that's the men- that's, culture. That's the <laughs> culture. That's that dog mentality. Like, he fits. And, and look, I mean, the other thing that I love about uh, what I saw from him in Summer League is that unlike guys like Duncan Robinson, and this is not a knock on Duncan, it's just not his game, Max Drews can get his own shot. Yeah. Yeah, he can. Which I, okay, he can get his own shot, but like when he did, it wasn't pretty. Like he'd be, he'd be, it'd be dribble, 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 step back, air ball. I love this narration. Dribble, 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 dribble. Yeah, I'm, I'm Charles Barkley. No, I forgot <laughs> to tell you. Oh, shoot. I didn't know. Yeah, listen, Max Struess is a great player. Let me tell you something. First of all, Max Struess is a great player. First of all, Max Struess can get his own shot. But when he gets his own Bogey, shot, it's, now it's Charles Barkley. When he gets his own shot, it's dribble, 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 shoot. But um, anyway, 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 I, I feel good about having Max Struess as a backup to Jimmy. Yeah, Butler. how I are feel, you? I feel good about that too. I think he's putting the work, and he looks like someone who can contribute at an NBA level. Now, where I don't feel good is. And like I said earlier, Jimmy Butler is not playing 40, uh, um, 82 games. Right. Which means that there's going to be several games with uh, maybe Strew starting, and then who's backing him up? Is it going to be Casey Akakala? Because I know I don't feel too good about running a small forward rotation where uh, Max Struess and KZ have to share 48 minutes. So, so here's my thing with this, and it's something I think you've kind of been like one in those situations. I think Duncan can slot in because let's be honest, Jimmy isn't going to miss the games against the heavy hitters. He's too much of a competitor for that. Mm, I mean, you saw the Milwaukee game. I mean, okay, guys. if if they're important game, well, last season was an wow. Ab- last season was an aberration. Uh-huh. Can we agree that, on that? Last season was a fluke. Well, last season was an aberration for so many reasons. Let's let's first get that out of the way. The champion was legitimate. The playoffs were legitimate. But the season itself, with all of its COVID, with all of its injuries, was like had a lot of faults to it. But yeah. um, like in a normal year, if a game is important, Jimmy's going to play in it. Like... I don't think like like nine times out of ten, Jimmy plays in that Milwaukee game down the, down the stretch of the season. We you know that. I know that. But like, you know, one if those if he's not there, Duncan can play some small forward, and if not, like, Markeith Morris was backing up LeBron. That's fair, but. Look, obviously, this is a little bit difficult because of the Miami Heat's cap situation. And um, um, I, I would love if I was a little bit better at explaining the uh, uh, advanced salary cap stuff. But basically, here's what I can tell you. Okay. The Heat right now are leaned up against luxury tax. Correct. They are salary capped, operating as an over-the-cap team. That's how they were able to bring in Cal Lowry. Yes. However... 
by adding by signing Omer Yurtsevin and Udonis Haslam, they are right up against the cap uh, the luxury tax line. Basically, meaning that if the Heat were to sign any player, then that would cost Mickey Arison a lot of money. Yes. And Carnival Cruises doesn't seem to be doing too well right now. Yes. And if I may jump in. Yeah. So Mickey has talked about this in the past. It's very much on record that he's talked about. He is for- perfectly fine with paying the luxury tax. If it's a move that the organization feels comfortable will help them win a championship. So and we'll definitely discuss that a little bit, uh, maybe in a later episode. Yes. But at this point, if the Heat were to say, screw it, let's get that guy, let's get a backup small forward. Because we don't want Casey Akpala playing major minutes. Maybe even they find a way to uh, cut Casey, maybe trade him for a protected pick, get off that contract somehow. But ultimately, if they're going into free agency, whoever's left looking for a small forward. And I know you're going to bring up Paul Millsap, but that's a power forward. Let's talk small forwards here. What does the options look like? You're not going to like it. Let's hear it. You're going to love it, but you're not going to like it. Michael Beasley. No. No. Um, All right. And really, again, we're doing this again. I mean, I'm down for that. Uh, Who's left? Um, I'm looking right now at who's left. Uh, I'm 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 trying to like find an article that's or like something that's showing everyone who's left. Uh, is well, James is James Ennis still available? I'm pretty sure James Ennis is still available. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. That's what I'm saying. That that was gonna be my pick. Is that you've got a guy who may not be incredible, but a guy I'm comfortable with James Ennis playing the starting small forward spot in a game that. Jimmy misses. That's fair. Yes, James Ennis is still available. Great. So, but like that, that's the obvious one. Um, I don't know if the Heat are willing to bring go. him back. Okay. I know the reunion wasn't fantastic. If you've got a page, send me that link. But, uh, or um, wait, is this? No, this is old. It's not. Gross. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. Yeah. Did, at, at the same time, is there a world where they could think about bringing? I know this isn't a small part, but you did mention that Duncan could play the three. And yes. if you want to bring a friend of Duncan's to increase team chemistry, whatnot, JJ Reddick. I'm I'm fine with that, honestly. Like I'm I'm okay with him with bringing JJ Reddick. I'm okay with bringing in, like yeah yeah absolutely. Um, because, you know, I don't trust, I like Gabe Vincent a lot. I really, really like Gabe Vincent. I think he's going to be really good in his role. I just don't, I think for, but we know, let me, let me gather myself. We know Gabe Vincent is inconsistent. <laughs> we, we've seen Gabe since Gabe Vincent being inconsistent, not just last season, but in the Olympics. Um, 
So for those times where he's kind of cold, I'm perfectly fine bringing in a JJ Redick to now at the same time, playing JJ and Tyler at the same time is kind of a nightmare Uh, that is worse than Goron. Yeah, that's true. Though Um, the the other guy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's a couple of um, look. If you want a veteran. Dante Exum's still available. I'll take him. Do you, do you really want to put Dante Exum out there? I mean, you've Man, already he, got enough he, unproven guys. Listen, he looked good playing for Australia, dude. He did, but I, I, I don't like uh, And We need one Aussie on this team. <laughs> you, you can't win a championship without Aussie. It's true. Um, who else is Cristiano Felicio's available? We're, no. No, that's a no. Okay, uh, Frank, is Frank Nidalekina still unsigned? Is he? Please do it. Like, wow. honest to God, I would love Frank Nidalekina on this team. All right, some more ideas. Avery Bradley. No, not really? doing it again. Not doing it again. You don't? You don't? Uh, fine. Terrence Wes- Ferguson. Maybe. Wesley Matthews. Yes. Please look. I, I I think at this point, if you've got any sort of confidence in Max Truth, then you're just looking for a guy to eat up minutes. Yes, absolutely. So there's and there's also guys like Darius Miller. There's veterans like yep. Lance Stevenson, Stan, Stanley Johnson. Johnson. Stanley Johnson is out there, and I'm okay with Stanley Johnson being out there. Like I'm I'm you fine know, with that. You know who else is looking for an NBA return after being suspended for two years? Tyree Evans. Tyree Evans. Sure. Um, yeah. Ty- Tyler, Johnson, for Tyler Johnson's still available. Is he? Yes. Wow. Look, at, at this point, I'm not telling you that these guys are going to be the great keys for Miami. Or even that they're worth the millions of dollars that it's going to charge Mickey. But if you're talking about a guy who can go out there and eat those mates when Jimmy Butler isn't around. You kind of need somebody that isn't Kaziak Paul. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at this list right now. Um, and like I see I've got a couple things that I'm interested in, a couple things I'm not. Um, Jakar Sampson's out there, Alfonso McKinney. I like Jakar Sampson. I like him too. Um, Arsan Ilyasova. Well, no, no, not after what he said during 2018. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is still out there, Luke. That's our guy. Man, we talked about that way too we much. We talked about him way too many times, but man, Kata okay, Bates so up. Ultimately, uh, I like Kata Bates up because uh, I do want to wrap up. Give me and, your pick. NBA Take, champion give me one Axel player. Tupan. Uh, give me one player. Oh, Who's wow. your pick? I mean, one player overall, for that 15th spot. I mean, Paul Millsap. Really? Uh, then who's taking those minutes? You're going to run Paul Millsap at the three? No, no. I'm fu- I'm telling you Markeith can run. Okay, well, screw that. I'm saying James Ennis, okay? I, I get that, but, like, Paul Millsap's so good. He's so Paul good. Paul Millsap is so good. It, it's true. 
Paul Millsap is so good. All like, right. pa- Paul, Paul Millsap, like, was, like, every time it gets to playoff time, Paul Millsap starts playing better. Have you noticed that? I noticed that. He's good. All right. Paul Millsap is so good. Let's leave it at that. So it's a good, good way to end. Paul Millsap All right. is so good. Are those going to be your last words? <laughs> have, you, have you seen that tweet where Paul Millsap was talking and he was saying, my son beat me in Fortnite. He called me dog water. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah. Paul Millsap would be a great guy for the team. I just don't know if rotationally fixed him. Regardless. I mean, I'm fine with we'll, it. But... We'll, we'll talk more about this during our Bigs episode. But thank you for listening. My name is Luke Weber. I'm Ben, ben Tovia. Well, yeah, why don't you say goodbye? <laughs> um, yeah, I want to I want to once again apologize. It's been too long without an episode. We're going to try and get a more regular schedule for you guys. Um, once the season starts, we'll make once, it once the season starts like we're we're going to do our best to be weekly. But for right now, I hope you have a great morning, afternoon or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. And we will see you guys next time. All right. Thank you for listening to Hoop Ball Heat. Be sure to check out all of our other episodes and check out our Twitter. That's all, folks. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.